Growing up poor in America is a really weird experience. It shapes every aspect of your life, but you don't realize it until it's already happened. We can tell the story of poor Americans from many different angles. Homelessness, job loss, lack of health care. Sadly, the list goes on. My story is the same. It is the story of struggle, of family, community, motivation, and food. My life has been marked by my relationship with the food that I eat. So let me tell you my story. My parents split when I was five. My mom and stepdad got together shortly after and had my little sister, and we moved a lot. From shelters, the spare rooms of extended family, to finally what would become my childhood home. We moved to the Bellport House, a low-income home that was offered to us after a few months in a local shelter. Located in a divided community, the neighborhood of North Bellport was composed of predominantly minority and impoverished families, including my own. Both of my parents worked for a while, but money was always going to be tight. It's one of those things you don't notice as a kid. It just is. My parents were both unemployed by the time I got into seventh grade, due to circumstances that, quite frankly, we just don't have the time to go into today. They always managed to put food on the table for my siblings and I, but it was more often than not chicken nuggets and canned vegetables or some other cheap and easy meal. Due to our financial situation, we rarely had fresh vegetables, and meals were geared towards filling us up. I don't blame my parents for that. When you're poor, you focus on actually feeding the kids, and you lose sight of what it is you're feeding them. At 14, I started working at a local country club. There, I had a brand new experience with food. It became something that I had the power to choose, and it facilitated social interactions for me. The country club had tons of new foods for me to try. And at the end of a long shift serving people, I would sit in the kitchen with all my coworkers, and we would eat the leftovers from whatever party we had just worked. I remember on my first day, I stood in front of the large table of food, not knowing what half of the dishes were, and being told by one of the older coworkers that I could take as much as I'd wanted, that I could even try one of everything if I couldn't decide. At 16, I got the job that would change everything for me. A grocery store about 10 minutes away from my house by car, a short drive down the highway, or, if you're a kid like me, a long half-hour stressful bike ride down that same highway. That job gave me the financial freedom that I had never before experienced. I could suddenly afford food of my own, and I was so close to it all. I started eating much differently. I tried new things like sushi for the first time. I began to go out on dates to get fancy food. I began to buy my own food, separate from the rest of my family, and I started eating more fresh vegetables and fruits, and I had started to notice the way that my parents had been feeding our family. In high school, I would get home from a long day of school and extracurriculars and work and eat a late dinner by myself. On countless occasions, my parents had brought home McDonald's or some other fast food for dinner, so I usually had dinner by myself, alone. The less time I spent with my parents, the worse our relationship became. I graduated high school and moved to college, and this would prove another step that would move me higher in economic class and create more context for my relationship with food. Today I know, as an environmental studies major and as a first-generation college student who has pulled himself out of poverty and into a position of economic stability, that my relationship with food has also dramatically changed. I am constantly 
struggling with the feelings of anxiety and guilt that have come from my experience in escaping poverty. My journey has allowed me to see the differences in the eating habits of the classes in America and the systems that have forced communities like mine to live this way. I have tasted poverty and I have pulled myself out of it and into a garden of fresh fruits and vegetables. I hope that my experience with the relationship between food and the socioeconomic ladder gives me a unique insight that would be valuable for the UNFAO. I know that my experience is not unique, that 15 million families in America know the bitter taste of poverty, and yet not all of the children in those families will have the same luck that I have had in life. Poverty comes in many flavors, and it cannot be one man's lot in life to taste them all.